You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. And you're listening to our episode with Tony and Grammy winner Heather Headley. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. And today we have singer, songwriter, record producer, and actress. Uh, she is a Tony Award winner for starring in Aida. She also won the 2010 Grammy Award for Best Contemporary R&B Gospel Album, our first uh, Grammy Award winner on the show. Holla! <laughs> uh, she was the original... Nala in The Lion King. She played Sugar Avery and The Color Purple. I mean, she is a Renaissance woman all around. You've maybe seen her as Gwen Garrett on Chicago Med. And coming up, launching streaming today is her new Netflix series, Sweet Magnolias. Welcome, Heather Headley. Thank you. Did my mother send you guys that? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's been known to do worse. <laughs> She I feel like, like my mothers mother. are like that. Yeah. <laughs> so she's a dangerous person. Terrible. <laughs> no, it's, we like to give a nice overview and it is, it is exciting. You know, when we have women on who do so many things, you know, there are those of us in the business who are maybe theater actors and we haven't cro- quite crossed over, but you truly are like a Renaissance woman doing it all. So we got to give credit where it's due, honey. I guess. Exactly. Thanks. Yes. Um, Heather, will you, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, first off. Um, my pleasure. You're my pleasure. You had me at mama. Yes. Well, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good lead in because the first question we like to ask on our podcast that's, I don't think is often asked is, will you please tell us about your children? Oh, okay. <laughs> we have, um, we have two boys, um, a 10 year old who is um, a saint, pretty much. We have Aww. a five year old who was sent to us to show us that the 10 year old is a <laughs> Do you say two or two? How old? Five. Five. Five, year, five years old. But he is also just like fun. He is like a naughty fun. Everybody says he is, I guess he is like a little version of me. So he's very mischievous. But, he's, but they're, they're really sweet boys. So we have, we have, so we have those two boys and, um, and then we, we, we have a princess <gasps> who is a year old, a year. Oh. Yeah. She's a year and she is pretty much running the show right now. She is, um, she is running the show. And you know, when we had her, I remember telling my husband before I delivered, I was just kind of like, you have to remember who I am and, and the fact that you love me the most and- <laughs> It's all about, he's always wanted a girl. He's always wanted, so we had this conversation and the entire time, no joke ladies, he was looking at me like, get your shoes, get your stuff and get out of my house. You give me what I want, just get out. I'm done. And so work here is done. It's done. Your work here is done. My father in love said it. My mother said it. They were just like, we've just been waiting for you to deliver this child. Now get out. Oh. And so I thought to myself that the the natural order of things is like you have a princess, you know, me being princess of the house. And after that, 
I would graduate to being queen. Exactly. Yeah, that's how it's supposed yeah. to be. But this child came and she went from princess within a day to queen. <laughs> and I'm I'm just kind of like the cook and the chimney sweep. I'm just like <laughs> I have to say, I mean, we're when that girl comes along, you become like the lady in waiting, right? You're her lady in waiting. Her <laughs> lady in waiting. That's just so what I do. Clean up pamper. And my, my husband does not care. He's like, uh huh, uh huh. The funniest part is like the first few weeks of life. I remember I was changing her, and she she pooped all over me. Just you know, did it. And I remember oh, yeah. calling. Him, like I was like the the disregard. The disrespect. <laughs> Go to the toilet all over me. Like, how dare she? I, you know, like, and he looked at me and he was like, well, what did you expect her to do if you don't have the pamper on? Like, where should she go? Except me. And I was like, did this, is this happening? <laughs> I've been with you for many years before she and Right, right. Running it's, the house. Well, that's, uh, I mean, the little girls and daddy's girl. I mean, it's a, it is a very real, my daughter and husband are peas in a pod, yes. best buddies. Yeah. He, and he said, I remember when we got the, so I had to know what I was having. Cause I hate, yes. I love surprises, but I'm a planner. Yes. So I, I had to know. And when we opened the envelope, he yes. was, I saw, you know, it's a girl. And he's like, I'm screwed. Like, I'm screwed. <laughs> he, just, he knew it like right away. He was like, I'm done for, I'm done for. <laughs> and it's when, true. When, so true. When we found out we were having a girl, I looked at my husband and I said, Oh, I said, she is always going to love you. And there's going to be a period of time where she hates me. That was the first thing I said. Because I was like, I just know. Like, that's the mother-daughter relationship, you know, that pull. And to be honest, do you feel this way with your sons? Like, I do feel like my son is like, mommy, 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 mommy. Yeah. Whereas my daughter is daddy, 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 daddy. She's she's kind of in a mood right now that she thinks I'm okay. So she's kind of, you know... You know, because she still understands that I, I have to feed her. And so she, um, <laughs> right. But the boys, the boys are very much like mom. You know, my husband spent all these years, 10 and 5, kind of being like, you you deal with her. You deal with your mother. Like, you know, the so, so they're very much like, we don't jump on mom. We take care of mom. And, oh, mommy, mommy. You know, they come at night and mom, you know. Um, but but this relationship with the, the husband and the daughter, it's, it's going to get messy. It's gonna get. It's gonna get mad. <laughs> he already. He already is useless <laughs> under her powers. Yeah. Nothing. Like nothing. She, you know, at night he comes down. She's been screaming all night, and you know, two o'clock in the morning she's screaming. And he comes down. He's like, she's just so cute. She's snuggled me. She's been screaming since one a.m. She's just so cute. I can't. I love her. It is so true. It is so true. Oh my gosh! Well, it sounds. I mean, having three kids that must mean you like them. A, you like having them to some. Yeah. Well, she was. She was a surprise. I don't know how she happened. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, that went down. And so, um, but can I just tell you a very quick story, ladies? Um, yeah. So my son, about about two or three months before um, we found out about about our daughter, um, I kind of went through this kind of grieving period. You know, they're ten and five, and I thought to myself, I remember thinking, I think it's done. It's over. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 finished. So this is 
our picture. This is who we, this is what we look like. And, and am I done? You know, and I remember going to the 10 year old and telling him, you know, the family, I said, you know, I, I, I think it's over. My 10 year old goes, he, he said, no, you know, I've always wanted a baby sister and I've wanted a baby sister since my brother showed up. And he said, and I just always prayed that I want a baby sister. And I said, oh, oh, okay. And he goes, and, and you know what? I'm going to just start praying again to get a baby sister. So every night, oh. Jessica, every, <laughs> every night, this stinker would, would pray. Jesus, please help my mom. And, my and Father in heaven, please let my mommy get pregnant and have a little girl. And every night I'd go, ha, 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 ha stupid kid. Ha, 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 ha. He and then did. the immaculate. It was the Two months later, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what did God happen here? Because seriously, like, like, I, I seriously have no idea how it happened. Like, and 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 so now, and then when we found out, because I didn't find out with the boys, but I found out with her. So when we did find out it was a girl, I said to him, I said, "You are not allowed to pray for anything unless I have permission to pray." <laughs> you, you run your prayers by me first. <laughs> you run by me first. I have a few things to tell you about because obviously God is not listening to me. So her name, her name, her name uh, is Eliana. It means God answered my prayer, and it's in honor of him because um, he uh, he did he prayed her he prayed her in. He prayed her in. And, and it's, it's his baby. Like, he takes care of her like he's a husband. Oh. He checks my belly every week. You know, he wanted oh. to know what she was doing. Oh, she's growing legs. And she's growing this. And, you know, the last the last two or three weeks of the pregnancy, I didn't let him check anything because it was all about boys. But that is, that is so beautiful. Her name is so beautiful. And what a mm-hmm. – it's so lovely that you guys chose to sort of honor his – wish yes. and prayer in that way yes. that's just so i just got a little emotional when you said that I know. it was so, yes, so, see, so she's lovely. really been a great gift i did not expect her we, we I, I really seriously had no idea. i mean when i went to the doctor thinking i had a tumor that's what my, I, I went in there thinking something was wrong with me and oh, he's wow. like hey, you're pregnant and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it just crossed my mind because you said she's a year old you, she must have been quite young while you were filming Sweet Magnolias, yes? Oh, I was uh, two months postpartum. So, so very heavily postpartum. Yeah. Breastfeeding, uh, pumping between scenes. You know, I had, I had, we can talk about everything. I had the LV, I had the this. My whole trailer was like. <laughs> that sound, that sound is unmistakable. <laughs> And just like fridges. I'm like, don't go in the fridge. Don't go in the fridge. You'll find something you don't want to see. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was, yeah, yeah. How was that? I mean, was, did you ever go back to work that quickly with the boys? No, I always had time with the boys and, um, you know, like maybe six months, a year, you know, not, not a year, but, but at that point too, I always, it was the concert. So I can kind of go do one and come back. This was, this was, so we had, uh, we had two nannies because she was still very young. Um, and I kind of moved everybody in and it, it, it was, it was difficult, but we got through it with the help of nannies and, and, you know, I'd come in at night and, and she'd be like, Oh yeah, no, you don't get to sleep. I'm going to nurse all night. And so, you know, right. there was that. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say this though, when they were talking to me about the show, I was heavily pregnant. 
eight and a half months. I mean, when they, when I was talking to producers, I was in my OB's office, like feet up. I remember him coming by. He's like, are you ready? (laughs) Give me a minute. I'm trying to get some work. (laughs) And, um, and, 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 and seriously, because I, I knew this was my last pregnancy. The, the, the last two months of my pregnancy, I did not care. There's a burrito place a few blocks away that I, I would put sunglasses on for breakfast and then I'd try to change my hair for the lunch. <laughs> They're like, we know it's you. We know it's you. Not pulling up. Wait, I have to know though. I have to know. What was your order? What was your burrito? Oh, it, but that's the point. They've got these burritos that they can fill with anything. The thing would come out, Jessica, like this big. Oh because I, I want mushrooms in it. And then put this in it. And put more of that in it. And then, yeah. And don't put that. Put one scoop of that. You know how you, you know how the yep. pregnant. Oh, yeah. Put yeah. a but scoop of half of the sauce. And then you. <laughs> right. But you've got to take advantage. It's the only time exactly. we can really just. Let go. I gave 50 pounds Uh with my kids. Uh There you go. And so I was just like, I do not care. And so then these people call and they're just like, we need you to come be on TV. And I was like, have you not? Have you not? Has the burrito place not called you and told you? (laughs) (laughs) I've given them a lot of money. I paid for their patio. Like, have they not told you? But um, with that said, Cheryl Cheryl Anson and Don... Paulson, Norm Buckley, I um, was so grateful for them to kind of like say, we don't care and we want you in all of your postpartum glory. And I I feel as though at at times as women, we get so concerned about that. You know what I mean? You're kind of like, well, you, you won't want me because I'm not perfect and I'm not this and I'm not that. And, and I'm grateful that these people two men included, were like, none of that, you know? So what if you're a little, you know, bigger than you normally are and, and you've got to pad your bra a little bit more because of whatever? So I'm grateful for that. That's fantastic awesome. to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something so you often, don't hear a lot of. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that on the show. It's like with, you know, having to either hide that you're pregnant when you're auditioning or they can't see past that or you worry and how quickly you can get your body back. And it's so refreshing to hear not just a woman, but two men included because they're hiring you, the artist, the the human artist. And that includes all of the life experience and the life. Amen. With it. Amen. And they were just kind of like, look, we have a great, which we did. We had a great uh, wardrobe and, and she'll hide what she hides and, and we'll be fine and we'll get through it. And I was like, well, I'm bringing a two month old with me, a two and a half month old, you know, with me. And they're just like, if you're good, we're good. And I also have to give credit to my husband because I remember thinking, well, I need to be home with the baby and this is not right. And what am I? And he's like, you are always touting about woman power. And about the fact that women can do things and women can do it. He's like, when else would women have to go back? You know, you'd have to get, he's like, you're going. And I was like, okay, husband. <laughs> good though. It's good. We Sometimes we yeah. need someone to call us on our, on our, you know, the stands that we yeah. take when the moment arises for ourselves. And I think that's mm-hmm. hard. You know, it's sometimes mm-hmm. we talk about stuff on here or we've made comments and pieces that we've been quoted in papers. And Karen, I have those moments of, ooh. Ooh, do we go a little too far? Should we not have said that or been as honest? But only by speaking up and standing up will yes. there be change yes. in any way. So yes. absolutely. kudos to you. Did you guys shoot in LA? No, we went down south. Huh? Oh, to Atlanta. 
Yes, yes. And we were in the South in July. Girl, I'm from Southeast Texas, so I know that humidity and I know that heat and it is hot. And two months postpartum, oh my God. There was water running in places I didn't think it could run. (laughs) (laughs) But... But I saw that I saw that um, Joanna Garcia and like Jamie Lynn Spears. There are other moms on the show as well. Yeah, Women this was with- a very. It was a very family oriented off screen show. Um, so Joanna came on down with her babies, and and Jamie Lynn would have her babies on set too. You, you know, babies were always in somebody's trailer, or or you know, nannies are hanging around. Um, even Cheryl, she has older kids, but they were there. So we, yeah, Chris has babies he brought in. All the guys had their kids around. So we were very aware of, um, you know, how are your kids doing? How are you doing? You know, should our kids get together? I have a pool. Do you have a pool? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so it, it became very much a family thing. And, 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 and I think it's beautiful, as you women know, to be able to talk to people on that level. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, you know, oh, but my boobs hurt today because, yeah. you know, yeah. it's happening and, and yeah. this, you know, and so it, it's versus sometimes you're on set and, and you don't have that kind of womanly or motherly camaraderie mm-hmm. um, and people don't understand, but this, this was a lot of fun. It was completely different in that way. So oh, That yeah. sounds so special. Just to be able to say something and know that your castmates get it. They understand it in a way that... Someone who's not a parent doesn't, not to their fault. They just haven't experienced it yet, you know? Um, That just, I don't know, it must have been a really special experience because of that. Yeah, it made it it quite much easier. You know what I mean? It it made it easier because Joanna definitely understood, you know, what it's like to be two months postpartum um, and what that entails. And, you know, she's just, you're okay, da-da-da-da-da, you you know? And so, yeah, so it it was great. It was good. We kind of jumped, we jumped right into Sweet Magnolias. Let's go back a little bit uh, to part of your Broadway career because you burst onto the scene um, and were in The Lion King and then when you're Tony for Aida and then you kind of took a break um, from theater to pursue music, right? So that was that something that was always in your plan? You always knew you wanted to step away from the theater? Is that just kind of how it... That's kind of how, so I grew up in Trinidad, um, you know, the island of Trinidad and Tobago, amazingly gorgeous place. I'm grateful for uh, every step on that island and, and wouldn't change it for the world. But when I was growing up, I, our little family did not know anything about Broadway at all. I had no, I, I, I mean, I knew it was in New York. I thought it was one theater, I think, or one street. With the, I, I had no idea. Ironically, the first show, first movie I ever saw was The Sound of Music. And so in my brain, I thought all movies had music in it, and which made sense to me because why wouldn't you sing when you couldn't talk anymore? You know what I mean? Because that's how I live my life. I right. sing when I can't speak anymore. So it's like, you know, <laughs> play it, I sing. So, um, so we we just, we our little family had never been, um, I had never been outside of, Trinidad. So I didn't know what New York looked like or anything like that. I did know about Whitney Houston. I did know about CC Winans and um, wanting to be like Whitney, you know? So in the back of my head, there was always this, oh, I, I, you know, I would love to do a record one day. 
Um, but my my journey was so amazing because Broadway got opened up to me in this in this way. You know, like I just never knew. And my teachers in school were like, "This is what musicals are, and this is how you get into musicals." And then my college teachers and everybody kind of and I was like, "Oh, look at this amazing world!" You know what I mean? And so I was having the best time, needless to say, on Broadway. And then um, the record company came in and said, you know, have you ever thought about doing a record? And I was like, yeah, I mean, back. You know, I, just, back. I mean, I, I sing all the time. I thought about it. Yeah. And it crossed so, my mind. It crossed my mind. And so then they were like, well, we'd love to do a record with you if you wanted to. So that's how, you know, that happened. I think it was, it was kind of like, you know, I, I had gone into my whole Broadway journey. I was here and I was, I'm, I still love it and I'm loving it. And then they said, well, would you like to do this? And it was like, oh, well, you know, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. You know, with, with always the thought of we're going to come back. I think of my life, ladies, like, um, like, like a tree, for want of a better word. And there are all these different branches of it. You know, and I, I love all the branches. Like I, and I always think, well, let's dip my toes in there and see if it comes out. If it's too cold, we'll pull back. And if it's not, okay. But so there's the branch of, of Broadway, which is, <laughs> I don't know if it's a branch. It's more like a complete limb. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and a beautiful limb. And then there's the branches of, of the recording and now the television and, you know, and Netflix and, and mommy and the limb, the whole, you know, Four limbs of mommying um, and wifing and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I, I took the time to go, you know, had a little time to go do the album and come back. That's so fantastic when things just, when they come to you, right? I mean, yeah. so much of careers as actors and artists is sort of pounding down the door and have, you know, shouting for people to see us or try putting yeah. out the work and hoping that it's noticed. And, and so I can imagine how wonderful it is when someone comes to you and says, I'd love for you to do this, you know, yeah. and, and it's such a seamless sort of transition in a, in a lot of ways. I just have to say, before we get too far off the topic of Broadway, Aida, I love it so much. <laughs> I'm going to fangirl for just a second because God's love Nubia is so beautiful. I just, I, I love the show so much. It's one of my favorite cast oh, albums. I just have to say, and I, I would sing, um, easy as life was in my book. I mean, I don't <laughs> sing it, but you know, like when I was younger, I love singing that song. Oh, I just, thank you. I just you have to, it, it was the best of times and it was the best of times. Oh, I, um, that Aida, she changed my life. Needless to say. And so I would never, I, when, when it was time to leave the show, I remember telling everybody that I was going to leave months before I was ready to leave. Mm -hmm. Because I think you know this well, you both know this. There comes a point in the show where you're like, yeah, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I can't say those words anymore. <laughs> and you're just like, I've done it 6,455 times. I'm going to, and you, and I never wanted that. Aida was too good to me. I never wanted to feel like, oh, I don't like this anymore, ever. So I said, I'm going to leave. Maybe too. So the night that I left, I I almost, I was asking doctors for a medication because I was, I was crying. I, you know, I was like, you know, I, I was looking at Adam and I'm like, I, 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 you know, that kind of thing. 
No, so, I'm sure that's how I would be. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she was just so good to me, changed my life. And she changed my mindset as well. You know, I mean, she taught me. I even think, you know, I used to tell people she would wake me up in the middle of the night. Aida wouldn't say, you didn't say that line, right? I would just say it better. Than oh. You know what I mean? And so I would, every day was this, oh, how can I make it better? How can I fix it? How can I be better and be better? And so um, I am grateful to Disney. I'm grateful to that, that show, to my castmates and to all the, the creatives and grateful to her for teaching me, teaching my voice and everything like that. So it wasn't easy to say, oh, let's take a minute and walk, not walk away, I should say, but let's do, do this album or anything like that, you know? But it, it always, um, it warms my heart to know people still love that show. Oh, it was uh, it was beautiful. She's I couldn't beautiful. be bothered to sing my strongest suit. I just wanted to sing yeah. all of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's the good stuff. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, strongest suit's funny, but you got the nice emotional, you know, the yeah. journey and the thing, yeah. and all the, you know. Um, you know, funny. Just very quickly, I used to be so upset about that because I was like, Sherry gets all the fun songs because all my songs were like, nobody loves me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't ah, cry, angst, and I was like, I just want to be my strongest suit. <laughs> It's those totally. I mean, it's those moments when you like you see a show and you think, oh my gosh, they have so far to go. Like my, I I'm in Tina. I mean, I I was in Tina yeah. until Broadway yeah. stopped, yeah. and I watch Adrian Warren, yeah. and yeah. she is a force, and she is so yeah. unreal. But I watch her show and I think I'm so glad that is not my show. Yeah, I'm so glad that is yeah. not my show because it's like she gets to the intermission and she still has yeah. oh, so far to go. Like the oh, 80s yeah. haven't even started. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it's the same with like Aida. You think, oh, yeah. I wish I, I want to be in that easier one over there. So, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was so happy. It it was. Yeah. I, I'm happy, of course, now. But it was one of the happiest times of my younger life. You know why? It was cathartic because every night I got a chance to cry. Mm-hmm. every night I would just cry about things. I would just be like, today I'm going to cry about this. And so I felt like it was this release. And so everything would be left on stage and I would leave going, I got to go cry out of that show tonight. You know, mm-hmm. because at intermission, it was like, no, got some crying. It. <laughs> it's getting ready to get on. So it, it, it's um, going to get heavy it was, again. So. Get it yeah. was like your therapy every night. You got to like, it is, I get to church. Yeah, well, I, I think, think theater like, and therapy is therapy in so many ways for the yeah. people on stage and the people off, you know, or who yeah. are watching the audience, yeah. you know? Yeah, because I do love it. I love to give the audience the, um, just the, the go ahead, the right to cry. So I feel like if I if I go there, if I go there once or twice, it's like, go straight ahead, have fun. Let's cry together, yeah. you know? This, you know, so yeah. It's, I, I think that during this time, that's what I'm missing the most. I mean, I think we all are, the human connection and... Yeah. Um, and I think about being in a theater again and when that will be. And yeah. there's nothing like going on a journey in a dark room full of strangers, I think, you know, yeah. and telling either you're on the, you know, either you're on stage telling the story or you're in the house watching and taking it in. Yes. And when everyone laughs at the same time, when everyone cries at the same time, it's just yeah. so moving. Yeah. Let's all cry together. No, I just, I just, I missed it. I miss it. I miss our world right now. So that's, um, that's just such a beautiful thing. And, and shows like that, I think that are so, that tell such an emotional story. Yeah. They really are ones that, um, I think everyone gets something out of it even more so when they, when they, yeah. Leave. 
Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. Um, did you, when you were doing that, when you were in your early 20s in New York, were you wanting to have children? Were you wanting to be a mom? Did you, did you see that journey for yourself or was it? No, just- no. <laughs> you know, I thought I, I thought I would have to. Because, you know, that's the, that's what you do. You have kids. Uh-huh. So I, but I did I, three. Never. I didn't think I thought maybe one would grace my body, you know, and then I met him. Tell us. I, about him. I, yeah, I think, I think it's that, you know, that song. And when you, when you see your unborn children in your eyes, you know, you really love. Ooh, yes. But you remember that? <laughs> but I do. In this one, this is a different part of it is you love a man. I think, I think when I'm, I met my husband and we would, it was kind of like, well, maybe I can have a kid for you. And then well, maybe there'll be two. And then of course the third one showed up, but the um, <laughs> princess showed up. But yeah, I, I never thought that, you know, oh my gosh, this is what I want to have a bunch, you know, three children. It wasn't the plan I think it was like I thought oh maybe we'll have a kid but you know what I mean mm-hmm. I never thought of myself as being the mommy mommy I, I I guess when you're in New York you're just like well how do we cook cookies in this kitchen it's so tiny <laughs> right yeah there is that how do I lug this stroller around yeah the subway I mean for sure yeah. there's definitely that did you meet him in New York and then because now you live elsewhere so I just wonder how that journey came about I mean if it was hard yeah. to make the decision to leave the city no. Um, so Brian and I were in at Northwestern together. Um, Northwestern. So every year at Northwestern, we do a show called the Wamiya show. And it's a show where um, the students write it, but it's done. It's directed by a known director and it, a lot of money goes into it. It's, it's like the creme de la creme of the school and everybody has to audition very hard to do it. And the year that we um, were doing this show, the football players had gone to the Rose Bowl for the first time in 4,000 years. And so <laughs> they wrote them into the show. Like, no audition necessary, nothing. They just wrote them in. Much to my chagrin and anger. Because right. I was like, you know, I have been auditioning and doing, you know. And then the night that they showed up for the rehearsal, because they literally could show up whenever they wanted to, because they're the football players. They're football players, players yes. Yeah. I am not lying to you. It was like listening to a, a ton of men of wild boar come through the door. 
Because with all due respect to theater men, we they look a little they're built differently, right? They're spelt and they're built differently. Here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> talking about you. We're talking He's about built, you. They're built differently. They're built differently to um are you gonna say hi? <laughs> I know I can't I wanna say hi. There he is. How's it going? We were just talking about how we met. You guys are amazing. So he, um, so yeah, it, it literally, I thought I could hear them like come through the door, you know, no necks, just boom, boom, boom. And there they were. And my aim was to. I wasn't that heavy. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, I'm going to hate them. I hate them all because they get free food. I have to eat the, you know, Burger King twice a day and whatever. And then they sat down and they were like, they're so sweet. They're just like, oh, we think you guys are so great. And you, you know, we love this show so much. And I was like, don't be nice. Like, like, nice. You don't know theater. You're football. Don't. I hate you. I have to audition for this. You know what? You did audition. You, you came in here with your beautiful bodies. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and so, and so it was like just a ton of man, like all of them just standing there and they were, you know, and I always crack up because I remember like all the dancers, people were just stretching. All the dancers were like leg in the air. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like over their head. Just like. <laughs> people were splits on, men and women, splits on the yeah. ground, legs in the air. It was just like, what is happening over here? So that's how we met. And um, then when we started we were just friends. We were trying to, you know, tell him who to date, whatever. And then he um, came to New York to play for the Jets. And I was doing The Lion King at the time. And um, we, would, we would kind of pimp each other's tickets. Oh. So The Lion King, you know, he'd be like, I need four tickets from you. And I was like, <laughs> my crew need like six tickets from you. And so we would, we would exchange tickets. And then when I started Aida, I remember um, I would say to them, they would say, you don't have a boyfriend. I was like, oh, I'd like a boyfriend. You know, somebody like Brian, but not Brian. He's just my friend. And um, people would say, you know, he likes you. Even Elton. Elton said to me one time, you know, he's very cute. You know, he likes you. And I was like, no, he doesn't. Elton knew. Elton did it. Elton did it. And so, um, and so then, it, you know, we had to have a little conversation about what is going on here. And that was it. And since then, he's been the best boyfriend, best husband, best daddy. And that's, um, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. How long have you been together? Oh, my gosh. It's 17 years. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a little minute. But it, you know what, ladies? It feels like we've been together all my life. Because I've told him so many secrets. So like I, I I remember like one time I was talking to him and I said to him, I said, You remember? Like when I was five, you remember, right? And he was like, No. <laughs> I was but I told him so much that I think so. And then on the other end, I feel like it's just been two years. Because right. it's it's yeah. he's we've, he's made it go so quick. Well, Kara, you and Graham have been together for yeah. 17 years as 17 well. 17 years as yeah. well. And I'm at 14. So it's, I get it. It's like, you feel like, what was the life Wild. before? Like, I don't, I had a long relationship before that, yeah. but yeah. I don't, who, what, I don't even know who that person was. Like, exactly. you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. It's so like, who Yeah. And especially so, when children come into it too, it just like creates this, I don't know, the, the bond just gets even stronger than it was before. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Um, but, and it's true because, you know, sometimes that it could go bad. Exactly. Absolutely. Right? Or, or you get stronger. And I'm grateful that we've gotten stronger. I just, I mean, I, I don't know. Life without him would be ridiculous. I mean, he really is. He's just the best. He really is the best. I'm, I'm awesome. very grateful to him. And he's he's been so great about career and about what I do. Um, a fan, but not a fan, more support. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, even, I mean, he's a football player. He can't sing a note. But I've had him in dressing rooms before. He'd be on his computer. I'd come down. He's like, oh, you sang that differently. You can, you, can, oh. you can sing that. You can sing that better, couldn't you? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> excuse you, me? Are you behind your <laughs> And then I was like, you're right. <laughs> that's like, that's the best kind, though, because they don't have anything else to, comp- you know what I mean? They're that's uh, You're right. Yes. They have no idea. They All they're going, I call him Joe Schmo. He's going off of emotion. Yes. Where we go to the theater and we're just like, that was not the right way to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, darling. You know what I mean? And he's just like, I didn't feel it. And right. I'm like, it's him I want to please, not, you know, the theater. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just, every once in a while, this is totally off subject, but I wish I could go back to a time where I didn't know so much about theater and experience a show the way I did before I knew yes. about it. Eric and, and like I say said, that all Like your husband he's the audience that we play to, right? The people that are coming yes. into this magical experience yes. who don't know about technique, who don't know all the yes. bits and pieces that form this magical thing that they get to, to witness. And yeah. I wish I could go back in time and see it that way, you know? We can never go back to before. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> also in my book, so. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, Eric, the, we talk about this all the time. My husband is also an actor and, you know, he's yeah. like, he's, he's like, I see the strings. Like he enjoyed the amount of things he really enjoys is the list is very short. Do you know what yes. I mean? When we, when we yes. go to see things nowadays, yeah. cause he's like, I see the strings. Yes. Strings on the puppets. And it's like so hard for him to not. So people ask me all the time, they're like, so do you go to the theater? And I was like, it's like going to the factory to see how somebody else made the sausage. Because the entire time I'm just like, "Mm, mm, I sound that differently. Or I'm like, oh, good job on that. And I hate it. I hate that part of it. So even let's talk about color purple. When I went in, they called me about color purple and they were just like, can we, you know, my agent said, I normally don't tell you this. Um, because it's it's replacing, we wouldn't do it, but this is a different situation, blah, 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 blah. And I remember saying, I'm, I'm going to pay for my tickets. I'm going to pay for everything because my aim was to tell them, no, I'm not coming to do the show. I don't, so I don't want to take the money, blah, 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 to, you know, for the tickets or anything like that. And Brian said, let's go. And I said, to, I remember saying to myself, let me take him. I'm going to take him because I feel like if I go, I will have this whole I, I will see the strengths. I, you know, and, and ladies, he went in there and at intermission, I look over and he's weeping and he goes, you're going to do this. And I was like, what, what happened daddy? What, what did you, what, 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 I was like, what are we, what are we talking about? And he's like, you're doing it. And I think that's the thing. It's every now and then we need that person who doesn't, I mean, I felt what he felt. So it, Color Purple is a different situation. But you know what I mean? Just like we don't go in looking for anything or why did you sing it like that? Or did did you mix that or did you belt it? Or, you know, I would have, you know, and, and just what is the emotion of it? What is the audience feeling? Because those are the people we're playing for. You know what I mean? 
So absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Absolutely. And now, now you don't have to do that eight show week grind, at least for now. And you've got the television. I mean, for this week, well, for these few months at least. Um, But I'm so excited to see your show because I'm, like I said, I'm a Southern girl and Mm -hmm. I love any kind of time I can journey back to that time and sweetie (laughs) and not so much the humidity and the mosquitoes, but mm-hmm. so your character is a single woman, correct? Mm-hmm. On the show mm-hmm. from what mm-hmm. we're reading about it. I mean, we mm-hmm. haven't seen a, we haven't no seen spoilers, right? <laughs> no spoilers. But um, she's a single woman, obviously very career driven and probably who's hyper-focused on herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times you talk about being mothers that it's the most, as actors, we tend to be very selfish as a, mm-hmm. as are a lot of people who are you know who are very focused on their careers, which no mm-hmm. you know do your thing. But once you become a parent and a mother, mm-hmm. you ain't, you can't be selfish anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So was it interesting? What was it like going back to to maybe that person, that part of who you were at once upon a time? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you were two week, two months postpartum. But um, <laughs> how did that inform, or did it inform the work you did on the show, or when you developed your character? Well, the funny part is that my character wants to be a mommy. And so she is, and I, I, I know about that time as well in our lives, in a marriage, because um, we had a little trouble with our first. And she, um, she really wants to be a mom. And so she takes on the role of aunt and godmother. And she, she's kind of thrown herself into her community and her girlfriends and their children. Um, so it, it was still, I could feel, I could, I could go with the, the pain of that. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Of the, of not being able to have children mm. and wanting it and getting older and feeling the panic, you know, but yes, she does kind of throw herself into the shoes and, and her clothes and her friends and the other things that, you know, you don't have to deal with. Remember those right. things? All the expendable income, like the disposable yeah. income, right? Eating, <laughs> eating for four hours, eating, having a meal for two hours and not, and standing and sitting. Yeah. Sitting down? What? <laughs> what? Living in my kitchen? I don't know. <laughs> not being like, I'm done. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. But remember we just sitting, I told my husband, I was like, what, remember when we used to go for long dinners and just like sit there, we do it maybe once a year, maybe we'll go yeah. to, you know, and we always try, you know, we pick somewhere real good. You know, we pick like Gramercy yeah. Tavern or somewhere La Bernadette, like something that is like, yeah. we're going to do it and we're doing yeah. it up and we sit there and do the tasting menu and everything. But yeah, that disposable income, boy, oh, you, you no. realize how disposable time like the, yes. that's yeah. I mean we had nothing but time before although and at, if you asked me then I wouldn't have felt that way that wouldn't have been my answer right you know, hindsight is 2020 clearly yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah time what is time mm-hmm. especially right now oh yeah. my god and you're just kind of like oh gosh they woke up again yeah. you know what I mean like they're up at six o'clock in the morning and they're ready to go and, and it is go. we Brian and I went to this restaurant one time we had no kids and I remember I ate so quickly. They brought the soup and I went. <laughs> and he was like, he said, he said, Ed, the kids aren't here. We actually have time to. I was like, oh, I forgot that I can actually get the soup cold. Like, right. I said, me another. And Sue was like, oh, because normally you're just like head down. Yeah. You know, like even showers, just. Oh, yeah. Yep. Get it yep. done. Mm-hmm. Get it done. You're no, done. 
I definitely have not showered today, Heather. So I'm sorry. <laughs> it's good that I have not either. Jess, it's all some, good. Some dry shampoo in my hair, and I like cross my fingers, and I'm wearing pajama bottoms underneath the camera. So. <laughs> I mean, Darren, better for worse, he's supposed to love me. I mean, it is what it is. I know, this is such a Broadway thing. I'm like, you're gonna love me. <laughs> I won't. I won't tell you how I used to sing that in my house, and my parents could hear me in the driveway. Is that in your book? It's not in my book. But 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 eleven year old me used to sing that in my living room when I was home by myself. You better believe the parents would be like, We heard you all the way out in the driveway. Okay. The only good way about it is if you do the the uh-huh, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, it's so true. So in this time, in this strange time mm. that we are in, um, were you you guys had already wrapped, so did you have other work lined up or you were you like, Oh, I'm gonna have a little hiatus or Yeah. Um, all of the above, I had wrapped, I had done Respect the Movie, and I had just wrapped that, right? And so I finished, I finished that, and I was like, okay. And funny enough, I had a break. I had some concerts that I was supposed to deal with, um, to do, and um, but but nothing crazy. And I remember going like, well, this is weird. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to be home with my children. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. I'm not sure they like me. I'm not sure they're going to, you know. And um, who knew that it was going to be like this, you know, so the concerts, of course, have gotten canceled mm. and, um, you know, and, and everything had to be on hold. But yeah, I, I, I wrapped my side of it before this started. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there is an adjustment and we've all had this, this period of adjustment and yeah. it's definitely not normal for us, um, especially those of us on eight show week schedule and things like that mm. or, or shooting things. But um mm-hmm. It's. I found that it's been such a gift in some ways. Like, I mean, there are struggles, and I hate the the pain it's causing so many people, and I do miss our life. But my daughter, until this time, had never had us both home for dinner more than Sunday and Monday nights. You know what I mean? Like, one of us was always on a show schedule. And so to have this family time together has been uh, such a gift. And as it, you know, at this time, I think for us at least, we'll look back and think, oh, wow. That was really amazing, you know, how close you become. I've, I've said to people through this whole thing, I understand that there's, there's, um, there's awfulness. Um, there's the death and the hurt and the pain, right? But I have found such beauty in these ashes, such beauty. Um, if, if this wasn't happening, I would have to be somewhere, right? Doing all these interviews away from them. I've watched my children grow up. My daughter would not have had this year of me being home. I've seen my son get older. I've seen him actually blossom. You know, we've fallen in love with our children and with each other on a whole new level. We've cried together. We have laughed together. We have prayed and played together. We have learned about each other and learned about this. And I've I've tried my best to keep them safe and keep them healthy. but there is great beauty in it. And I, uh, I'm grateful, can I say? I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for this time. And I think with the boys and, and def- 
Ellie doesn't care. But I think the boys and Brian and I will look back on it, even though it's not been fun, and even though we haven't liked it, and even though we hurt for everybody that hurts. Um, but we're trying to learn from it as well and learn through it and just love each other. And so, um, you know, we've been inside. This is day 55 because I started counting. This is my day 55, eight weeks of it. So we went inside like earlier because we went inside when school closed. We were just kind of like, we're going in. Um, And it's just been us. We haven't hugged on each other, hugged on anybody else or done, you know what I mean? So it's just been us. I've watched a lot of Star Wars and... <laughs> oh, girl. I've about a oh, I've watched Lego, Lego Masters quite a bit. Lego Masters. <laughs> we watched it. My daughter is a Lego I loved kid. it. Oh, my gosh. She, watched, she re-watches episodes. She knows how oh, it ends. Watched, yeah. I re episodes. Yeah. I've watched a lot of orders. I've, I've watched it. Yeah. We've done it together. So I've, um, you know, I've, I've watched my husband, I, you know, He's in finance now, so watched him deal with the whole thing and just kind of... And, and last thing I'll say about that whole situation is I think for us, a lot of times Brian has had to be my support, right? So Brian has, you know, has, how are we going to have... And and so I'm grateful for this time that I get to prop him up, you know what I mean? And make sure he eats and is taken care of. So I found great, I've found great beauty in these ashes. That's beautiful, Heather. That's beautiful. Well, then I think with, I have one last question and then I think we'll, we'll wrap it up, which is what will be the first thing you do when this is over? Tell us, please. Oh my gosh. Well, besides going, I have to go to the hairstylist. I, I would go to her. <laughs> Don't we all? Right? Because my hair is starting to betray age. <laughs> Roots. Yeah. Right? Sure, mine are there. Mine are there. <laughs> My hair is like, no, I'll tell everybody. <laughs> I will tell your secrets. I'll tell your secrets, Steve. <laughs> so she's that. Oh, what's the first thing? Um, oh, gosh. I don't even know if it was the restaurants or um, I think I want to hug some people. Mm-hmm. I want to hug them. I want to smell their breath. <laughs> oh, girl. For once in my life, I, I said to somebody the other day, I said, I want to sit in a restaurant and be like, I heard her whole conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be close to people. I went to the grocery store the other day and we're all in masks and we're dodging and, you know, and I was like, I just don't like, I don't like that, you know? So I- It's a um, horrible feeling to feel afraid of other people, to to feel fear when you see somebody else instead of- to feel yes. open to whatever they have to offer you. It, yes. It's a horrible feeling. Every time mm-hmm. I come home from the grocery store, I'm in a terrible mood. Yes. I'm like, that doesn't feel like humanity. No, no. I totally agree. We're masked up. I'm gloved up. I've got Lysol. I'm wiping. You know, somebody comes down the aisle and I, I you know, I kind of do the, I'm so sorry about this, but I'm going to take the long way around. And I, I don't like that. You know, and I, I just want to go back to the days that, we could, you know, I'm like, hey, you're too close. Right. What I wouldn't give to like smell someone on the subway train. That's exactly you know, it. it's like, it's like, I want to smell your bad breath. Yeah. I feel like, you know, and so um, I just, I feel like I've, I've missed the hugging. Like even we're talking to my mom right now about as, as this opens up, how we open up you know, and, and start opening the circle a little bit. And, um, like she misses her grandchildren 
and, you know, just missing her being close and how, how do we do that? So I, I feel like the first order of business will be to kind of have everybody over and just have like a big old barbecue and just get in people's faces and like, <laughs> like your breath is awful. <laughs> but I'm so glad I can smell it. Oh, you smell so bad. And I'm Love it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. That you say that because my stepmom, my husband, uh, no, my father's wife, whenever yeah. she comes in for a hug, she's always like, come here, let me smell you. And she does. She actively yeah. smells. Like yeah. when she hugs me, she goes, there's a scent to the people we love. Yes. I'm mean, yes. talking about bad breath or, you know, body odor, but like I can yeah. think about what my mom smells like right now and yes. I want to be able to smell her, you know? Yes. Yeah, just to hug on people and smell, just friends, you know, just to to be able to do it. But um, with this said, I've um, I've also gained friendships, you know, like because I've called people that I haven't called, and so you know what I mean. We've we've kind of checked in. I, people I haven't talked to. I'm like, you doing okay? How are you? You call me, email me, you know, tell me how you doing. And so um, so even all those people would be just great to be like, let's just you know, come on in and get out of this thing. And, 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 and we will get out of it. I, I do believe it will end. It will. And, you know and I mean? And we will, it shall, it shall be well and, and be okay. Yes. Come and I, I will go back to smelling pee. Yeah. I'll be the, they'll be like, they'll be like, there's this black girl in the grocery store sniffing people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, Heather, this conversation has been so fantastic. Thank you. It really has. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. You know, I always I always um thought like on Broadway that I I came for this well, there were there were few of us who have our babies and our you know and how we dealt with that and it was something that like you said you you, you try to hide you know I had I we had a, a, a friend in Aida who was pregnant six months pregnant and I remember being like oh my gosh you know oh you know, I would call the stage manager she's oh 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 I can't you know tell her stop and um but I do think that our world our Broadway world our musical world has to be able to embrace those mommies as well, you know? And I love it. I, I loved when Audra was pregnant. God bless her. I know. And, and <laughs> yeah. with that baby in her belly. And I didn't know it was going to be my time as well, but we had somebody pregnant in color purple as well. And, and just, you know, the fact that we can have these babies and still be women and still be on Broadway and be entertainers and carry our bellies. And so I love what you're doing um to just show the world that yeah i can i can be a mommy and and a wife and love it and still go sing these eight shows a week you know what i mean yeah Yeah. thank you thank you so much heather anytime be well and stay safe thank you very very much you too Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song. 
Our producers, Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.